Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we talk with the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition. Livestock are starting to arrive at Exhibition Park in Regina in preparation for the annual show, which opens Monday and wraps up the following Saturday. We also have our usual Friday look at what happened with grain markets this week, with wheat up and canola down. The Outstanding Young Farmer Competition for Canada will be announced in Saskatoon tonight. And the Legacy Co-op in the Northeast is developing a modular farm project for vegetables, which could be a sign of the future. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Canadian Western Agribition opens in Regina on Monday with attendance expected to surpass 100,000 people. CEO Sean Kindop says there will be visitors from as far away as Mongolia. You actually called me as I'm walking through them. So it's, uh, people are getting ready to load in. I know there's some people traveling. We've got some people that have uh, set this stuff on the side. But as of 3 p.m. today, people will be getting ready to move in and have their, uh, their stalls set up. So it's exciting that uh, the heartbeat of the show is getting ready to uh, start getting set up here. How are livestock entries this year? Fantastic. Like We're really comparable to the 2019 numbers, which is fantastic coming out of the pandemic that we can uh, remain at those levels. Tell me about attendance. How many people do you hope to see go through the turnstiles? I'm looking to be back in that six-figure mark, you know, throughout the pandemic. So we're looking to get back to those pre-pandemic levels of attendance as well. So attendance usually around that 100000 for the week, 120000 that's what you're hoping for? Yeah, in a perfect world, if we can get fully back to pre-pandemic levels, I would definitely be very proud of that. How big is the trade show this year? Yeah, which is, a, I hate using this this phrase, but it, well, actually I quite love it, but it's trade show numbers and exhibitors are all back to pre-pandemic levels as well, which is fantastic. Even today, we're still getting people calling, wanting to try and get a booth, which is something definitely that we're proud of as well. So over 400 in the uh, trade show numbers? Yeah, almost, almost 400, which is outstanding. How many people are coming from offshore or, you know, out of, outside Canada? We should be around that 86 countries again. I know pre-pandemic levels were 1,300. So as people start to funnel in, we'll be able to get a bit more of an accurate number. But all of those are shaping up to be also pre-pandemic, which, uh, which again, is very exciting. Why do these foreign guests come to see Agribition? Why do they come to Regina? 
Canada and Saskatchewan, well, Canada for sure and Saskatchewan have, we've got the best genetics going. It's a place where agriculture is thriving and it's, people want to come and learn and they want to, they want to buy the best. Tell me about the rodeo. Yeah, we're, we're excited. The rodeo kicks off on Wednesday with free admission courtesy of Mosaic. So that it's a good way to get in the mood. And then we it goes for four days and see, it's fantastic and it's high energy. And uh, over 50% of our contestants have competed at the NFR. So you are going to see top tier talent and we're very excited. So you're hoping for a good show this year. It looks like it's going to be a little cooler next week. Yeah, all the, a lot of the exhibition supporters, they're, they're used to the cold, but it, if it's something that you can brave a little bit of cold, it's, once you get inside, we're going to warm you up and you're going to have a blast and we want to welcome you all down. Monday's official opening? You bet. Yeah, we kick off with a free pancake breakfast and our signature burning of the brand on Monday at 10 a.m. And uh, both of those are courtesy of our partners at CN. And I understand it's free admission on Monday. You betcha. Come on down and you can experience uh, the opening day for free. Agribition opens Monday, wraps up Saturday, December. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Conexus Credit Union. Show your Conexus card for free admission to Canadian Western Agribition. Grain prices were mixed this past week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola fell $30 per metric ton for the week, while spring wheat futures were up $0.10 cents a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front here, January canola decreased approximately $30 a ton. So still continuing its downward decline here since November 16th, now down quite a bit, almost $80 a ton in those eight trading days. Today, we're actually seeing it up approximately $4 a ton. So the first positive green number I've seen here for canola in, in a while. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the December contract increased approximately 10 cents a bushel. Yesterday was a closed day for the U.S. Thanksgiving. So today we are back open up approximately 3 cents at 961. So one thing I've been watching for the canola front here is how soybean oil has had a premium over palm oil, which is a factor which could help support palm oil, but also suggest weak demand for soybean oil. Now, we are kind of seeing, I would say, canola starting to try and find a bit of a bottom around this 800 level. That is still the major support that I'm watching here. Argentina's weather looks supportive with a bit of a drier trend for the soybean crop. There is some stress in Brazil's center west kind of area and that's where there could be a bit more of a positive technical action here on the soybean side and again that could help support canola here right now in the short term. When looking at the wheat front the higher close for March wheat uh, after trading down to the lowest level in Chicago uh, at least since August 26th is a positive technical development Uh, plus also we have seen a sharp break lower in the U.S. dollar. So that should help support some of the grain markets here. Uh, And I am watching here for for Minneapolis wheat to be kind of trading a little bit sideways right now. And it's really had, I would say, since October now, about a 40, 50 cent trading range. So it, it hasn't really moved all that much recently. Now, so what is the outlook for canola and wheat uh, next week and beyond? 
Well, one comment uh, I've actually received here is that we could be seeing a larger crop in Australia and that could be going more to to make Chinese demand because of their prices being significantly lower than ours here in Canada for canola. So that could be a bit of a bearish force for canola if that does happen. However, I always say to clients, that's just one factor. And there's a lot of others to be watching here. Seems that, again, there's there's new news that comes out that could have influenced things, which is why I always take that technical perspective. And then on the Minneapolis wheat front, again, trading very sideways here. So I haven't been looking at really any strategies as of late, but I have been talking with clients about how much they have in the bin and maybe what their plan is for it over the winter. Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Gustros here with realagriculture.com. I am here today at Ag Excellence in Canmore, Alberta, and I have here with me Stuart Person, who is the Senior Vice President for MNP. How's it going today? Great, thank you. So we're here today to talk about the presentation you gave today on financial stress. You mentioned kind of the the top three five things you can do to reduce financial stress. Do you want to kind of elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, really, I mean, it's it's not like it's a finite list to begin with, but three things that uh, that I would recommend, and and our, I guess all of us at MNP would recommend people do are are really number one, uh, take a look at your level of financial literacy and and. Uh, and you know, take some time to improve that for yourself. And uh, and connected to that is uh, make sure you're 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 doing a good job of financial reporting on your farm, so you have information telling you how well you're doing or how well you're not doing, um, so that you can then use that information to make further business decisions. So that would be the first one. Um, the second one we talked about was business risk management planning. You know, really important. Um, for, and they kind of tie it ties together with the first one. If you uh, if you are going to deal in this industry, which has a lot of financial stress around it, uh, we're seeing increased cost of production, putting a lot of pressure on all of us, and then all the different risks we face throughout the year that are really outside of our control. Having a risk management plan in place to uh, deal with those risks uh, if they should happen uh, will just give you that level of comfort and take away a lot of that stress uh, that you might otherwise be facing. Um, you know, and then the third one was business planning in general, which would also include risk management planning and just taking a holistic view of, of, uh, of planning your business out, whether it's, uh, having succession plans in place, whether it's, uh, you know, having a projected income in place and then, you know, figuring out what your plan is going into the next year and how you're going to manage the risk with your risk management plan. All of that ties into that general business planning and, and, uh, you know, I think 
puts you, all three of those put you in a much better place to be in control of your situation. And when you're in control, you're always more comfortable than when you're not. So how do you recommend for producers when it comes to ag literacy, how, how do you recommend kind of making that first step if you don't really feel like you're comfortable in that? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a number of different ways you could go out there and, and educate yourself. Uh, one being working more with your advisors who are or your accountant, for example, um, asking them to uh, maybe further explain some of the information to you. There's uh, university courses that you could go and take. I'm sure there's online stuff that you could go and look into. Um, and then just getting more invested in the overall record keeping of your farm will bring your level, your knowledge level up in that uh, in that area. So many different ways you can do it, um, all of which uh, you know are are important, and all of which will will give you that benefit of uh, an increased financial literacy. And now, what do you often see when it comes to reporting? What what's missed? What do you what do you wish producers would do more of? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, every producer should have an accrued financial statement for their operation, and we still see a number of producers who do not do that. Um, the, the income tax system in Canada is such that uh, for tax purposes, we only need to report cash basis income and expenses, and the government is using that information to assess whether we owe tax or whether we don't. And uh, for a lot of people, uh, when it comes to finance, that's uh, really the one and only concern that they have on their operation is to make sure that the tax is looked after and and that's great if it is looked it does need to be looked after but that information there on the cash basis does not actually tell you whether you made money or not unless you've truly sold all of your your commodity you produced in the same year you produced it and incurred those expenses in the same year so accrual accounting is the big uh, keyword that I would have talked about uh, today and uh, you need a set of accrued financial statements so that regardless of when you grew the crop when you sold the crop when you rock when you raise the livestock doesn't matter we're going to take a look at a specific uh, year being your fiscal year how did you do on the farm that year from a profitability point of view this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com your agro weather forecast on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 ckrm farm weather is brought to you by shepherd realty in regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in saskatchewan call harry justin or devon at 352-1866 and moose jaw truck shop the number one choice for any diesel engine repair Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejuttruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, wind west 40, gusting to 60. The high today, plus 8, the low minus 5. Saturday, clearing, wind northwest 30, the high plus 1. Wind chill minus 12 in the morning, the low minus 7. Sunday, cloudy, the high plus 3. Evening rain or snow Sunday with a low of minus 5. Monday, periods of snow, the high minus 4, the low minus 13. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 11, the low minus 19. Wednesday, cloudy, the high minus 16, 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 18. Cloudy on Thursday with a high forecast, minus 18. Normal high for this date, minus 5, the normal low is minus 15. Sun rose at 8.28 this morning. It sets at 5.03 tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at 13 degrees. The cold spot is North Battleford at minus 2. 
Round the province, Estevan is plus 6, Saskatoon plus 3. Swift Current, 5 degrees, that's plus. Weyburn, plus 5, Yorkton is plus 4. Regina, overcast and plus 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 15, gusting to 27. Humidity is 66%, the barometer dropping 100.9. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 7 degrees, that's plus 7. Winds are from the southwest at 44, gusting to 55. Once again, Regina, overcast and 5, that's 41 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. And it's time now for Countdown to Agribition, brought to you by Conexus Credit Union and 2S Auctioneers. Show your Conexus card for free admission to Canadian Western Agribition. The barns are starting to fill up at Agribition as exhibitors prepare for the official opening of the week-long show on Monday. President Kim Hextall expects close to 120,000 people and livestock numbers to reach close to 2,000 head at next week's show. Entries look excellent. Our barns will be full. Uh, Monday, we're going to have uh, Monday, Tuesday, will be bison will be there. So that's the time to get down to Agribition if you're looking to uh, see some bison. Uh, we have free uh, admission on Monday. So uh, it won't cost you to get in the gate and uh, come in and have a look around. We're going to be burning the brand at 10 Monday morning, which is our kickoff. And then we move into a free pancake breakfast following that. And the alpacas show on Monday. The youth team grooming starts on Texas Longhorns are showing. Agribition runs Monday, November 28th to Saturday, December 3rd. That's Countdown to Agribition. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Two awards will be presented this evening for Canada's Outstanding Young Farmer. Seven regional nominees, both singles and couples, are in Saskatoon for the national event. Steve Cooper from Ontario is the Outstanding Young Farmer National President. He says they come from all types of agriculture, dairy, beef, organic, grain, and market gardens. The diversity of agriculture across Canada is amazing. That's eye-opening for some of our honorees to see all of it. But I think the common thread is these folks do great business. They run great business. They're incredibly innovative. They're incredibly creative. So scale or type isn't the main thing. The commonalities are in how we go about our businesses, and that's what we find where we have a lot in common. Cooper explains why there are two top awards. It's a competition, but we don't want it to be a competition. And some people think, well, it's two. It would be an east and a west. But that's not the case. We're just looking for two top representatives to represent that group of seven as uh, Canada's outstanding young farmers. Saskatchewan is represented by Cody Straza and Allison Squires with Upland Organics in Wood Mountain, which is in the southern part of the province. The event is organized by past outstanding young farmer regional honorees. There are now more than 300 alumni covering the organization's 41-year history. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The Legacy Co-op Board of Directors has approved a modular farm project to be operated on the Yorkton Food Store site. General Manager Bruce Thurston says supply shortages prompted the project. Well, you know, uh, the price of uh, leafy greens right now and and the fact that it's really hard to come by, uh, we've been looking at this for several months, and uh, this is a great time to announce that uh, we have embarked in this project, and it'll be going in uh, spring. Thurston explains how it will work. Well, it's a modular farm. It's 10 by 40, and it works uh, by hydroponics, or it uses hydroponics, uh, which refers to basically a soil-free growing method that uses nutrient-rich water uh, to grow plants using a whole lot less space, uh, a lot less time, and crop inputs. Thurston says they'll be able to grow many kinds of leafy greens. There's 140 different leafy greens that we could grow in there. Uh, Romaine and butterhead, um, lettuce, spinaches, kale, chard, uh, wild chives, uh, of course herbs such as basil mint or cilantro, and a bunch of Asian greens including bok choy and and some microgreens. So uh, we won't grow 140 products in there at one time, but uh, usually about five. Thurston says they'll be able to grow these leafy greens year-round. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's in a full, uh, fully controlled environment. Uh, plant growth factors such as light, nutrients, temperature, humidity, uh, carbon dioxide, and water are monitored and adjusted in real time through a tablet or a phone from anywhere in the world. Thurston says the idea for the modular farm came from within the company. One of our staff members said this would be cool to get into and we have a strategy committee and of course with what's been going on with uh, uh, World Food Supply, uh, we thought this was a great project. So we looked into it several months ago and I've been working with uh, Grocer who is the uh, the company that we're working with right now and uh, it just made sense. It uses you know a lot less water, a lot less land, remains fresh longer. Um, we don't have to truck it from hundreds of miles away and depend on somebody else's climate. So it's uh, it's going to be controlled in a climate right behind our store and probably uh, could be on our shelves within minutes of being harvested, the product. Thurston says the leafy greens will be grown without the use of pesticides or herbicides. That's right. No, no synthetic pest control products at all. So um, there is nutrients in the water, uh, which is why we can't call it organic, but uh, uh, nutrients help it grow and, uh, and it is in a very controlled environment. Thurston says modular farms could be the way of the future. It is, and and grocers, uh, their their, uh, research and development team is uh, trying to figure out ways to grow berries and and other products that uh, might not be typical inside a modular farm unit, but uh, technology is changing and and we're changing with it. Thurston adds that none of the leafy greens they grow will be wasted. You know, any product that we might have uh, that that, uh, maybe we overproduce product and and can't sell it, we're going to work with some community partners to donate product to them as well. So uh, it works. It's a win-win situation for everyone. Bruce Thurston is the general manager of the Legacy Co-op, which has its head office in Yorkton. It operates food stores, gas bars, card locks, and agro centers in Yorkton, Camsack, Churchbridge, Theodore, Ebenezer, Ryan, Langenberg, Esterhazy, McNutt, and Dubuque. The chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee spoke to parliamentarians this week about setting up a National Food Day. The idea was discussed a few days ago. 
a few years back, but failed to make it past the committee level when there was an argument over when to hold it. Senator Robert Black told the Commons Agriculture Committee this week, Bill S. 227 would proclaim Food Day in Canada on the Saturday before the first Monday in August. Here's part of the Senator's presentation to the committee. As we know, food is at the heart of our homes, our communities, and our economy. And I think one positive thing that has emerged from the pandemic is that many Canadians, especially those outside of rural and agricultural communities, have become more interested in learning about where and how their food is grown. It's important for our future generations to understand that our farmers, producers, processors, and agri-food retailers work hard to produce food, good food. Canadians, young and old, need to see for themselves that our agricultural communities care about the land, the commodities they grow, and the animals they raise. Having a nationally recognized food day in Canada can help them understand that there is so much to learn about agriculture and food production in our country and will hopefully increase the public trust in our food supply systems. As rates of food insecurity rise not only in Canada but around the world, I believe it's paramount that we work to support our systems and, and trust that it can provide us with health, healthy, safe and affordable food. When we talk about local food production, we are talking about the people in our everyday lives. We are talking about the farmers who grow the crops we drive by as we travel across Canada, about the agribusinesses who produce the food we see on the shelves, about the restaurateurs and chefs that feed us, and the vintners and brewers who produce the wine, beer and spirits that we enjoy. Passing the Food Day in Canada Act is another way we can acknowledge the important role that agriculture and local food plays in Canada. In fact, many provinces already celebrate local food with special days throughout the year. And while provincial celebrations are wonderful, I am a firm believer that there should be one day nationally when the entire country can come together in honor of this important sector. That's Senator Robert Black. The current outbreak of avian flu in British Columbia could lead to a shortage of turkeys this Christmas. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says a total of 20 farms in B.C. are currently infected. Most of them are in the Fraser Valley, but also Vancouver Island and the interior. The federal agency isn't saying how many domestic birds are affected by the current spike, but the process of destroying birds is underway. Among the farms affected are hatching egg operations and turkey farms. Ray Nickel with BC's Poultry Industry Emergency Operations says turkeys are seemingly more susceptible to the H5N1 strain of bird flu that's affected so many provinces this year, including Alberta. BC's Agriculture Minister Lena Popham said this week this year's been more difficult when it comes to bird flu and that this particular strain isn't behaving like previous variants. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 30 cents at 787.42. One red spring wheat went down 366 at 421.27. The rest were unchanged. Durham 498.50. Feed barley 362.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 742.98. Lentils 752.50. 
oats, 279.32. Yellow peas, 469.08. And feed wheat, 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December rose four and three quarter cents at 9.62 and a half. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report, Heartland Livestock here in Moosha, 3141 on our Tuesday, November 22nd sale. The good calves, they sold steady. The short-eared, fleshy calves, they are being discounted like they have been all fall. These calves I call kind of half-wing calves. They are on the lower demand also. Here's what happened. 45 red and black steers, 422 at 310 and a quarter. 21 tans, 486 at 310. 70 black steers, 482 at 294 and 75. The 534 black weight blacks bring 279 and 50. The 588 weight blacks at 266. And we sold 82 big cross steers, 787 at 240. That's 1888 a steer. Into the heifers, 124 red and black heifers, 484 at 234. The 85 red and black, 427 at 236.75. The 535s bring 227, and the 588 weight tans bring 220 and a quarter. Another 666 cows and bulls on a Thursday regular sale, and that market is dollars. These cows are showing up all across western Canada again in, in huge numbers. Good cows, 71 to 79. The odd sale into the low 80s. Medium cows, 62 to 70. These shelly cows, you keep your heads up. Resorted calf sale here Tuesday, December, November 29th. Cows and bulls sell every Thursday, December 1st. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $207.06 per CKG. Coming up, the... This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Prairie Provinces are speaking out against a proposal by the federal Liberals to expand the definition of what firearms should be included in gun control legislation. The Liberals say their proposed definition of a prohibited assault-style firearm applies only to guns that belong on the battlefield. But Conservative MPs say the federal move would outlaw large numbers of ordinary hunting rifles and shotguns. Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba say in a joint release that such a change would criminalize hunters, farmers and target shooters. Saskatchewan will soon gain control of the carbon pricing charge that shows up on residents' power bills after coming up with its own carbon pricing system. Premier Scott Moe says he would like to see some of the money go towards producing nuclear energy, but his Saskatchewan party government is still considering its options. Since 2019, a carbon backstop has been placed on Saskatchewan Power Corporation bills to account for its greenhouse gas emissions. The money has been going to the federal government, but starting in January, the money will stay in the province. On the markets, the TSX is up 83 points to 20,427. The Dow has gained 175 points to 34,369. Oil has fallen 17 cents to 77.77 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.80 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. 
Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.